Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. And this is the program where we take prayer requests and we answer your Bible questions. So as you just heard the number, uh, the number to call to be on the air is 303-690-3000. So glad that you're tuned in today to today's program of Calvary Live. My name is Jeff Biggs. I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley in northern Colorado and so blessed as I always am to be with you for the next hour. And I am here to take your questions and your prayer requests. So 303-690-3000 is the number to call. Grab one of those open lines early. Then you won't be put on hold, but that's the best uh, you know, opportunity for you to get on quickly to ask your question or give your prayer request. And we are here to take you to the Word of God. We're here to uh, answer your questions that you have concerning the Bible or Christian living or worldview on certain things that we see around us. Uh, so give me a call at 303-690-3000. And I want to welcome all the Grace FM listeners. You're listening live today on this beautiful fall day here in Colorado all along the Front Range, and uh, so blessed to to be a part of your life, and I uh, hope you were blessed by listening to our radio program, Under the Fig Tree, right prior to Calvary Live, and it's a blessing to be on all week long at 3.30, Under the Fig Tree, and, and bless you with the Word of God, and then be able to host Calvary Live. So welcome, you're listening live today, and those of you up in southern Wyoming as well, but we also want to welcome all those who are listening on Truth FM and Hope FM on the East Coast. It is evening time for you, so good evening. And as uh, you are listening uh, to the broadcast, you are a week delayed, but you get to call in at that number, 303-690-3000, and we'll have a conversation and talk about the things of the Lord. And then next week you'll be able to hear that broadcast on your on your station. So welcome all those on the East Coast and wherever you are, anywhere in the nation, we have people that are listening from all over the country, online listeners as you're listening on um, your smartphones, the Grace FM app or on your tablets. Those of you who are listening to uh, through your computer, the Grace FM website, welcome, welcome wherever you are. We actually have listeners that listen in from different parts of the world even. So we're so grateful that technology allows us to be connected, uh, to be able to uh, minister to you, and uh, we just uh, are so thankful for that. Um, so give me a call. We'd love to talk to you. Another means for you to be able to ask a question or give a prayer request is 720-336-0897, which is a dedicated text line. And be safe when you text, and that is for texting only. No one will answer uh, that line. Uh, you cannot leave a message. It's only for texting 720-336-0897. Uh, 
is that dedicated text line. And as we have time or we get a little uh, gap in between uh, uh, phone calls, uh, we'll go to the text line and we'll see the questions and the prayer requests that are there. So 303-690-3000 and then the text line 720-336-0897. I'll repeat those numbers throughout the broadcast, but hey, grab one of those open lines. We've got a couple open lines, and we're going to go right to it right away. Let's go to Pat and Greeley. Hi, Pat. Pat, are you there? Pat from Greeley. Can we connect her there? Okay. Um, she has a question on Job, so if, if we can get Pat back on. And that would be great because it's a good question. It's a question that people ask. And I'd like to to talk to Pat to see exactly what it is uh, that she is uh, thinking of. So let's go to Josh in Kiowa. Josh, are you there? On Calvary Live? Okay. We might be having just a little bit of technical problems there um, as we're trying to connect those phone calls. So... Pat and Josh, if you can hear me, just stay on and see if we can get those connected. So give me a call. we got an open line, 303-690-3000. We'll work on that, and uh, and we'll try to get those calls in. Uh, again, give me a dedicated text line. Um, let's go. Let's try Pat again. Pat, are you there? Pat? Okay, Pat. We're trying, okay? It's great when technology works, but when the... Uh, when the connection isn't there. So um, I'll let the guys, the producer, tell me when we can get those. But in the meantime, we're going to go to the text line while they're working on that. And one of the questions that came in is the parable of the talents in Matthew and I, and, um, and the mina in Luke's gospel, the same parable. And they are similar in a lot of ways. In Matthew 25, I believe, is the parable of the talents that Jesus tells right before he goes to the cross. And then in Luke's Gospel, I believe it's chapter 19 of Luke's Gospel, is where the parable of the mina. And they're similar in a lot of ways, but they're different as well. And uh, just to kind of sum it up, uh, the parable of the talents, there were different talents, which is a measure of money that was given to the servants by the master who was going to go away, and then he would come back and they would have to give an account of uh, what, how they, you know, uh, invested the talents. The parable, the mina, they were given all the same amount. They were given one mina. So Bible teachers and scholars suggest that the parable, the mina, uh, represents the mina represents, which is again another different measure of money. That the mina is the gospel. Uh, in Matthew's gospel, the talent is perhaps. Um, gifts that the Lord gives to us, spiritual gifts, opportunities to serve Him. Uh, that's what it represents, and they were given different amounts because uh, we all have different talents and things like that. Uh, but uh, we want to make sure um, that um, that the main thrust of the parable is this. The parable tells us that the master would come back and those servants were to give an account of uh, you know, what they invested. And he would commend those who invested what was given to them and entrusted to them, and they were commended, well done, good and faithful servant. But the one servant in each of those parables that didn't uh, was rebuked strongly by the master. So uh, here's the, the thrust of both those parables, that 
uh, both of them come to the conclusion of to teach us and to show us that the Lord's going to come back. Um, and he has given us talents. He's given us a minor, the gospel message. And we are to invest in the kingdom of God. And as we do, we're going to give an account of that someday uh, because the Lord is going to come back and we're going to be rewarded uh, for uh, what has been given to us and trusted to us if we were good stewards, if we invested in the kingdom of God. And we were going over uh, Revelation chapter 20 uh, on Wednesday night last week at the millennium reign. And we know that in the millennium reign, we're going to rule and reign with him. Um, and so it seems to indicate what we do in this life as we're going to be rewarded is has a lot to do with what we're going to do in the millennium reign in ruling and reigning with Jesus Christ. So good question, and uh, we can talk more about it, but we're going to go ahead and try the phone lines. Hey, we got open lines, um, 303-690-3000. Let's see if we can try Pat again, okay? Pat, are you there? I'm here. Hey, try number three, and it works. So thanks for being patient with us. (laughs) How are you? I'm doing fine. How are you doing, Pastor? I'm doing good. Oh, good. I have a a question uh, pertaining to the book of Job. It's uh, chapter 2, verse 3. I'm ministering uh, to a young Christian, and she wanted to... Uh, young, I mean, <laughs> young in the fact that she's recently accepted Christ. And she wanted to get into the book of Job, and I knew that would create some interesting issues. But the question that's going to come up is this. If you read that verse, it, the Lord says, have you considered my servant Job? It's like the Lord is giving up Job to come under the punishment of the devil. And my belief is when we get into that and we start that, she's going to go, why would God do that? Why would God give up someone who's righteous and someone who's doing everything correct? I think for a young Christian, it's going to be a hard thing for her to understand. It it is going to be. It's even kind of hard sometimes for us as, you know, who've been versed in the Word to understand that. We know that Mm -hmm. there's this, in chapter 1 and chapter 2, this heavenly scene that takes place, as mm-hmm. you know, the Lord says to to um, to Satan, "Have you considered my servant Job?" And we're told mm-hmm. in chapter one, uh, just as you've already said, that Job was a man that was blameless. He was upright. He was one that feared God, mm-hmm. and he shunned evil. I mean, when the counselors of Job come along, one of the main uh, emphasis of their uh, trying to counsel him is, Job, you did something wrong, and you right. sinned, and that's why you're being punished. And that's the way a lot of people feel that way. But when we read right away in Job, here's a guy who's blameless. He was upright. He was one who feared God and shunned evil. That's mm-hmm. God's view of him. So Job comes along and says, well, you've you put a hedge around him, and if you remove that hedge, then he's going to blaspheme you. So there is this this um, this kind of like challenge. I don't know if that's a good word, but this accusation, because he is the accuser of the brethren who accuses us day and night, as Revelation 12 says, concerning Satan, mm-hmm. um, that, you know what, if you remove that, he'll, he'll you know, blaspheme you. He'll, he'll collapse. He'll, yeah. yeah, he'll collapse. He'll, he'll 
uh, do that. And so the Lord allows Satan to come against Job. He says, only don't take his life. Why God did that, we know because um, he was, he was, there's a testing that's all in that. You can get all theological, but the Lord never directly answered that in the book of Job, why he allowed that. At the end, when he answers Job, he says, Job, where were you when I measured the heavens? You know, where were you when I laid the foundations? You know, he goes through all this. Where were you when I created, you know, and and did this? And I think the Lord was saying, if you can trust me in that, you can trust me certainly with your life. But he never gave a direct answer to Job. And we do know. He posed over 300 questions to Job. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. And, and, but what's amazing is Job, his faith during all this. Of course, there was times where he struggled. There was times where he, you know, was thinking, you know, what did I do wrong? Uh, his miserable counselors were doing that. But he showed great faith. And, and it's just like right after he lost all his kids, he lost, you know, all his possessions. Uh, in chapter five, he says, But as for me, I would seek God, and to God I would commit my cause who does great in things and unsearchable, marvelous things without number. And, and just the the answer of Job, the response that he gives to the concerning the Lord. Um, Therefore, do not despise the chastening of the Almighty, for he bruises, but he binds up, he wounds, but his hands make whole. You know, he says, mm-hmm. though he slay me, he will bless me. So it's almost like the Lord was showing Job off, to Satan, say no. This yeah, this guy is fully committed to to me, and that's what I see in it. Even though he went through tremendous loss, but why he allowed? Why why didn't God just kind of say, Satan, get out of here? And 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 you know you're not going to touch him. I don't know, but it speaks of the sovereignty of God. Would it be improper to to say to her, this also serves? You know this this book is being read even now, two thousand years later. Uh, that God is showing us what true faith is about in Him, and that this book has a better, a bigger purpose than what Job actually went through. If you can actually believe that, that God is showing us this is what true faith is. And for today's application, hey, when you're going through tough times, you need to trust in me. And I'll take you yeah. through it. Would that be off? Yeah, and I, like that? it is. I think it is a time to trust in him because you go to James in the New Testament. James starts his epistle by saying that, you know, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. Then he mm-hmm. goes in chapter 5 and he expands on that patience and persevering. And he says, indeed, we count them blessed who endure, or that is who, um, there in verse 11, uh, have patience. You have heard of the perseverance of Job and seen the end intended by the Lord, that the Lord is very compassionate and merciful. So it wasn't to show Job that I'm a mean God and I just, you know, am playing games and I'll mess with your life. Um, He's the whole purpose was to show Job that he's very compassionate and merciful. 
And um, I, and I think as Christians, we need to remember that, that we believe in a holy, awesome God. He sits on the throne. He is sovereign. Everything filters through his hands. But the Lord didn't have to save us. Um, yeah. He didn't have to send his son to forgive us. So I think there's some broader lessons in that. And um, that, you know, as Job endured, he saw the compassion and the, patent, and the patience of our Lord. I also think God's messages to us all the time are to stick by me and endure because he doesn't want to lose anyone to the, to, to the devil. And he gives us here in Job an example of total dedication to him to show us, hey, this is what faith looks like. And I want yeah. you to build yourself up to this type of faith because I don't want you falling into the hands of the devil. So you need yeah. to be beside me even in tough times. Yeah. I, I think that's not doing anything biblically incorrect, right? Yeah, it, to trust in Him, and um, and to look to Him, and you know there is a testing of our faith that produces patience, and patience let it have its perfect work that that our you know lives may be complete or matured, and that's the work that God wants to do. Because I know right mm-hmm. now, Pat, there are those who are listening right now. There have been Christians that I've known through my years of ministry. They've gone through a Job-like experience. They've lost their children. They've lost their spouse. They've lost so much. And in that time, we want to encourage them that they can trust in the Lord and rest in His love and and to look to Him and that the Lord is good and that He is compassionate and He is merciful. And those, you know, it's difficult in the painful times, but... You know, the other thing, too, is that um, when Satan says, have you considered my servant, he considers us. He studies us. That's what that word means. So he can try to get a foothold in our lives. So we need to stay close to the Lord. So those are all valuable lessons for us. Uh, that helps a lot. It'll give me some framework to work around it because um, it is a very difficult thing to understand. And you're right. Yeah. You have to be... Yeah. You have to be really committed, and you have to know all the all God's character and stuff to know that uh, that that there was a reason. And we, although we're not told now, I guess I can yeah. tell her when you get there, ask him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I think you hit on something very important, Pat. It's so important that we continue studying the Word of God so we can know the character of God, and, yeah. and the character of God is is so important that we see throughout the Scripture. So. Hey, Pat, you know, if there's any other way we can help you out during this or you got any other questions, be sure to call back, all right? Thank you so much, Pat. You've been a great help. You have a blessed day. You too, Pat. Thank you for calling. All right. We have a couple open lines when somebody hangs up. We've got the phone lines working. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. So grab one of those open lines. The text line is 720-336-0897. Job's a tough book and, and going through it, but we can learn so much about it. And um, and um, it, it is, you know, such a blessing to go through it and to look at it. But let's go to John and Kiowa. Or Josh. Hey, Josh? Yes, can you? Yeah, is it Josh? Yes, sir. How are you? Hey, good. Thank you. How are you today? I'm good. So you're down in Kiowa, right? Yes, sir. Are you listening online, or can you actually pick up the radio station? 
Yeah, I get the radio. Uh, I listen Good. to you guys at Grace FM on my way to work every morning and most time on my way home. Uh, so great, it's really great. a blessing to me. What a blessing that it gets over in Kiowa. So you got a question yeah. for me, Josh? I do. I was curious. So um, I've always been raised in the Reformed faith, you know, and mm-hmm. we, I started kind of getting towards uh, more like Calvary Chapel, and we go church out there in Parker at, at Crossroads. But I just had a question that is on my mind about, um, you know, the Reformed faith believes in uh, predestination kind of deal where you don't so much have a choice kind of a thing. But, and right. I think that the choice is, is definitely, you can see it in Scripture and throughout humanity, I guess, whatever, but... I guess my question is, is I know that, you know, babies or, you know, before they're too old enough or they pass away, they're, they're going to go to heaven. I know that to be true. But I guess I just wonder, is in scriptures and stuff, what, what kind of backs that up to be um, where you're not old enough yet to profess faith or, or ask the Lord into your heart? Um, right. I guess that's my question. Yeah, that's a good question, and it's a question that people ask, um, especially when they go through the loss of a, a child or a baby. And the Scripture doesn't speak a whole lot about it, um, but we do believe that there's an age of accountability. There's debate what that age is. We don't know for sure. One of the things that Jesus said is, the children belong to me. He rebuked the religious leaders, or not the religious leaders, actually the, the disciples, because they were preventing the parents from bringing the children. And he said, such belong to me, such are the kingdom of God. Um, but I think the story that really helps us out um, in uh, having comfort to know that uh, a baby dies, that they're in the arms of the Lord, that they go to heaven, is in Second Samuel chapter 12, uh, when David, he got, um, you, you know, uh, Bathsheba pregnant, and they had a son, and right. he, he was told that that, you know, baby was going to die, but uh, it says that, um, and I'm going to read a portion to it for the sake of our listeners, that in Second Samuel 12, that on the seventh day, uh, when the child was born, it came to pass the child died. And the servants of David were afraid to tell him that the child was dead. For they said, Indeed, while the child was alive, we spoke to him, and he would not heed our voice, speaking of David. How can we tell him that the child is dead? He may do some harm. David was grieving. He wouldn't eat. He was in prayer to the Lord. So they're afraid to tell David that, um, you know, this baby of his has died. And so uh, when David saw that his servants were whispering, David perceived that the child was dead. And therefore David said to his servants, Is the child dead? And they said, He is dead. And then David arose from the ground, washed and anointed himself, changed his clothes. He went into the house of the Lord and worshipped. Then he went to his own house, and when he requested, they set food before him, and he ate. And then his servants said to him, What is this that you have done? You fasted, you wept for the child, while he was alive, but when the child was dead, you arose and ate food. And he said, While the child was alive, I fasted and wept, for I said, 
Who can tell whether the Lord will be gracious to me that the child may live? And this is the key here in verse 23. But now he is dead. Why should I fast? Can I bring him back again? I shall go to him, but he shall not return to me. So David gives indication he's going to go to the child. He's going to go to heaven and be with him. So David was comforted by that. He was able to eat. He worshiped the Lord. He knew that he would go see his son someday. So I think that this is the verse that really um, that brings comfort to me, that I can bring comfort to others when they have a child that dies, um, that David knew that he was going to see his son again. And then mm-hmm. as we have those who die, young babies, um, uh, you know, up to the age of accountability, we know that uh, we're going to see them again. What exactly that age is, again, we don't know. There's a debate. Some say 13, some say 10. We don't know for sure. Um, But we do know that God is gracious and that he is merciful and he is just. So um, so that's that's the text, I think, that brings us comfort. That's great. I I know that uh, passage there, but hearing you talk about it, you know, really kind of helps enlighten me a little bit of of uh, where where it's coming from. That's I like that. And you know we do, as you said, you grew up in the reform, and you know here's the thing, Josh, about that is the Bible does teach about you know God choosing. Jesus said, you know, to his disciples, "You didn't choose me; I chose you, and without me, you can yeah. do nothing." But we also know that we have a choice as well, right? Yeah. And Jesus stood on that hillside and said, whosoever, you know, um, will come to me, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden. It's an invitation. You know, Romans says, whoever calls in the name of the Lord, uh, whoever believes in the Son of God sh- shall not die but have everlasting life. Those are all invitations that are given to us. And it's hard to understand. And he has foreknowledge. He knows who are his. So both are taught in the scriptures, and it's, it's very can be kind of hard if we try to wrap our minds around it completely because we have finite minds yeah, trying to figure yeah. out an infinite God. But both are taught in the yeah. scriptures. So I'm glad you're being brought to a you know a balance and all that. And um, I'm you know for me I'm thankful that He chose me, but I also know that somebody took the time to give me the gospel. And for me to to choose to follow after Jesus, you know, Joshua said, "Choose this day whom you will serve," and uh, right. so both are taught in the scripture. So I just wanted to throw that out while we have open lines and and while we're uh, you know got a little bit of of time to be able to talk about it. So so anything well, else, I Josh? That. No, I appreciate that a lot. I I just want to say thank you, and I appreciate thank you guys' radio station. You bet. Thanks, Josh. All right. I've been um, doing the show here uh, for, it's going to be going on five years. I've never gotten a call from uh, Kiowa, I believe, which is kind of east of Castle Rock. So it's good to hear that those of you in the Kiowa in Elbert County, uh, that you guys are, are listening and are able to pick up the radio station and what a blessing that is. I used to work a lot in that area. I actually used to work for the State Forest Service many years ago after college, and I worked in Elbert County and 
and uh, in the Black Forest area, and and uh, those were very special days. Hey, I believe we got all open lines right now, so we're going to get ready to go to break. So give me a call. We got the phone lines working. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand is the number to call. Ask me a question. My name is Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley. You can ask a question about the Bible or Christian living or about worldview, uh, what our worldview should be about certain things. Maybe you got a question about uh, the return of the Lord. Um, and uh, the text line is 720-336-0897. So love for you to be able to uh, call, uh, text in a question or a prayer request. So, hey, grab one of those open lines. We're going to be back in about two minutes, and we're going to continue with the second half of Calvary Live. We'll be right back in just about two minutes. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. You just heard those numbers to give us a call or to be able to text us and uh, to talk about the things of the Lord to encourage you, to give you some clarity and understanding. My name is Jeff Figs. I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley in Northern Colorado, and with you uh, for the next half hour. Uh, I do want to remind everybody in the Greeley area that we will be meeting once again on our Wednesday night service at 7 o'clock as we continue in the book of Revelation. It's been such an incredible study, and I'd love for you to come join us as we worship the Lord, as we study God's Word. The book of Revelation to remind you that there is a special promise in chapter 1, that those who read the book, those who hear the words, and those who keep uh, the words of the book of Revelation. And one of the things that is a tremendous blessing, it's the only book of the Bible that gives a special uh, promise of a blessing of going through the book. I mean, all the books of the Bible were blessed and, and benefited from it. But one of the things that we see and one of the things that really has captured my heart going through the book of Revelation is that the Lord's on the throne and he wins. We live in a culture right now. We live in a world and a society that is so divided. There's so much uncertainty. It's getting more confusing. It's getting darker. But, the, you know, in, the, in that time right prior to the second coming of Jesus Christ, it seems like the world is unraveling. The Antichrist is going to win. And, you know, the the tribulation saints are being martyred. It seems like things seem hopeless, but they're not, because Jesus Christ is on the throne, and he's coming back, and he's going to establish his kingdom, and then he's going to create a new heaven and a new earth. We have such a wonderful future, and it reminds us of those things. So um, it, it just warms my heart to know that we have such a wonderful future, and to be able to share that with others the gospel message, and that Jesus Christ is coming back and to remind us that this world is not where it's at. So 7 o'clock, the book of Revelation, and uh, we got a place for all the kids, whether you have those little ones in the nursery or toddlers, uh, children's ministry. We have middle schoolers that meet, high schoolers that meet. So come see us. We're easy to find. Uh, Check out our website, calvarychapelgreeley.com. And then on Sunday mornings, 8, 9, 30, and 11 o'clock, we're in First. Timothy, and 
what a wonderful study it has been going through that pastoral epistle. So we welcome you as well and uh, love to see you, love to serve you as we come and we worship the Lord, we study God's word, we fellowship with each other, we break bread. Those things that Acts chapter 2 verse 42 says that we are to continue steadfastly in. So 303-690-3000. Let's go to Donnie in Cheyenne. Donnie? Hi, Pastor Jeff. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing, Pastor? I'm doing good. What do you have for me? Good. So I have a question in regards to um, responsibility is um, brothers and sisters in the ward to address sin, but how do we address the sin when it goes um, ignored within the truth, uh, in a church, in the sense of um, I didn't want to listen to some gossip about a local church here that supposedly has an openly um, um, homosexual pastor that is practicing that sin that teaches the children's church. So instead of listening to gossip, I went directly to a pastor, and it was confirmed that he is. So I have some concerns as to what we should do, because it's not... Um, it's it's obviously a very hard topic in itself, right. let alone teaching sure. that to kids. And obviously the church is okay with it because of how they teach. Um, but should that stop us from raising awareness to the parents and speaking out against that? Um, how, how would we go well, about doing something like that? Yeah, and it is. And one of the things that uh, one of the things that have been really important about us, I just mentioned that we are going through First Timothy, it's because Timothy is told, you know, order and priority and conduct in the church. And and we go over all these different things, and Timothy teach no, no other doctrine, sound doctrine. You know, uh, Timothy, here's the roles of men and women in the church. All these things that culture is beginning to invade the church, and the church is opening itself up more and more to mm-hmm. um, what culture accepts rather than what the Word of God says. So this this church that is allowing homosexual you know, leadership, that is very much of a concern. And so it, it falls back on the leadership of the church um, in the structure of the church, because there are more and more churches that are allowing that. And, and you know, whether they're in progressive, the, you know, churches is what they are called, you know, progressive mm-hmm. theology, which is open to any kind of lifestyle, any kind of, um, you know, whatever culture says is acceptable. But we're seeing that in the church today. How you go mm-hmm. about it is, you know, first of all, we need to, as a church, be praying but you said you went and talked to the pastor and and the leadership. You voice your concern, um, but you know uh, you said it's another church. Yeah, it's it's the, another church. Yeah. yeah, and I messaged yeah. the actual pastor that's the children's pastor of that church, and I just I didn't beat around the bush. I just thought I'd ask him, "Are are yeah. you practicing?" And he pretty much said yes to the same sex, and yes, I. Teach children's church. I was like, okay. Yeah. Instead of because I didn't yeah. want to get involved with the rumors and the gossip, I figured I'll just go to yep. him. He confirmed it, so it just got yeah. me, it has me extremely concerned because obviously um, around here that the church um, is is very popular, and um, I just want to make mm-hmm. sure that I, I guess my main concern is is I don't 
believe in my heart that taking it to them is going to change their position on it because they no. held that position for a while. But I do yeah. think that we should have a responsibility to maybe inform the parents and let them make a decision without making it sound like it's gossip. If he's willing to openly confess yeah. that he is, then I, I just that's the, our children yeah, it's, that's it's, being taught. Donnie, it's a difficult thing because, you know, uh, more churches are accepting that, unfortunately, just not mainline denominational denominational churches, but even independent and even those who consider themselves, you know, non-denominational. But um, anyway, Donnie, I, I think that there's a right way and a wrong way to do that. You, you don't want to get all over social media. You don't want to slander. You just want to stand on truth. And and one of the things you said, you've heard the, the, the talk around town, what's been going on. I commend you for not getting wrapped up in the gossip, but you don't want to be a part of that. And I know you're saying you don't, but I think that, you know, you pray and then honestly you can, you know, you stand for righteousness, but they probably aren't going to do anything. And probably, you know, since the talk is around town, the parents already know. They know what's going on. They know what's taking place. So I think uh, just praying for wisdom and praying for direction and standing for truth and speaking the truth is what we are to do, and um, and it's very unfortunate, and um, and yeah, it breaks our heart. So I don't know if that helps much, Donnie. No, it does because I know that you know my my first knee knee jerk reaction is. I'm going to yeah. scream and yell about it, but obviously over the years I've learned that that's it, besides it not being right in my own heart, um, it's also it, it, the the tactics behind it usually end up being you know pretty horrible. Yeah. So I figure I'll take it to him personally. If he admits to it, then okay. And yeah. then knowing the history of there, I don't think it's going to get resolved. But should that stop me from saying, hey, parents and other people, be aware of this because I don't want to take a position where I just you know, by default and all love and compassion, but then there needs to be something there that says, wait a minute, right. it is sin. Yeah. And you're sitting in a position that, you know, so it, it, it's a, it's a hard thing. So I appreciate what you, what you have to say. Yeah, it is Donnie. And, you know, um, you know, and use wisdom and discernment because, you know, one of the things that, you know, I used to wrestle with, particularly when I started ministry was, Lord, don't you know what they're teaching here? And don't you know about this church? And don't you know about that church? And the Lord said, yeah, I know about it. I I know what's going on. The leadership is going to be accountable to what they do and the pastor of that church. And we need to always remember that. But if somebody asks you or somebody says something, you can speak the truth and you can speak the truth in love. And uh, but this is something that we're all facing, Donnie. So, yep. all right, all right. Pastor, well, I appreciate it. Thank you very much, and God you bless bet. you too, Donnie. God bless you. All right, it's difficult what we see in the church today that we are seeing the church is adopting culture rather than what the Word of God has to say. And yeah, we stand for truth. We stand for what the Bible says, and um, and be wise. Uh, be wise and. Um, you know, as pastors, we're held at a stricter judgment and uh, what we teach and we are going to be held accountable and churches are going to be held accountable before God. And uh, But unfortunately, we're seeing sin being accepted in the church more and more. And it's it just breaks my heart. It's so grieving. And, um, and we need to be praying, praying for the church. We need to pray for revival in this country um, because that's our only hope. 303-690-3000. Let's go to Justin in Aurora. 
Hi, Justin. Hi. Uh, I have a prayer request for my nephew and his son. Uh, they're without their mom, without the mom of the child, and they're staying with family. It's been real hard. He's trying to give up uh, and live a negative lifestyle. Um, I'm just praying that the Lord would soften his heart, and I know where three or more gathered in the name or ask in his name, it shall be done. So I feel like prayer request is important for him at this stage in his life. Absolutely, Justin, and let's pray. Father, we pray for Justin's nephew and his son that they're going through difficult times. They're going through temptation of the world, and the enemy pulling them into the world is there. Um, and, Lord, we just pray for your hand to work upon them in their lives and drawing them to you um, and to touch their hearts, to help them open their eyes spiritually, that they would, Lord, take the blindness away, because the enemy does that. He tries to blind us. He wants to deceive us. Um, and and he, he, Lord, is a destroyer. So I just pray for Justin's nephew and his son, I pray for Justin, that you give him wisdom to be able to minister to them. Lord, that you would do that drawing work to yourself. And uh, Lord, that you would soften their hearts to truth, to um, the things uh, that you would have them um, to know that you love them, that you desire for them to surrender completely to you, to trust in you and rest in your love. So Lord, we just lift this all up to you and these two individuals and for Justin as well. Um, and I thank you for his heart to pray for his family and, and and those who are straying off in the world. We pray that you would do a mighty work in this situation in Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you for your radio ministry. Thank you. God bless you. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. Always a pleasure to pray with people, especially as you have prayer needs and we all have family members, and I just want to encourage you, keep praying for those family members, your children, your grandchildren, others that are linked to you in your life. And, and uh, boy, just just keep praying, lifting them up to the Lord. And Justin, uh, I would encourage you, you keep praying and uh, keep us informed. And um, we want to see God move amongst those that we love and care for, don't we? Let's go to Pennsylvania, where Pam is on line two. Hi, Pam. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you doing? I'm doing good, thanks. Um, my question is, um, I was I listened to um, Pastor Joe Foch a lot, because I live in Pennsylvania, and yeah, he's, um, he's always talking, yeah, he is a good teacher, and uh, he's always talking about the Septuagint and stuff, and I'd like to order one, but I didn't know, um, you know, if there's, a better version of one than the other, or if you know, you just order any Septuagint. Yeah, <laughs> you know, Joe. Uh, I listen to a lot of Pastor Joe. He's like, uh, he is very. He's a brilliant Bible teacher. Um, so I think you should ask Pastor Joe because <laughs> he'd probably give you a better answer than me. I'm not really sure when it comes to the Septuagint, um, but. Um, you know, do a little research, a look at it, and I wish I could give you a better answer on that. Yeah, I did. I did do it a little bit, but I, I just, I just wasn't sure. Still, you know, what I mean, I hate to spend the money without really knowing. Yeah. 
which is the best, yeah. and you know what I mean. And I do do the. I have a Bible that does has a strong concordance in the back, which is really right. nice, you know, because you get, you get to you know look up the words because sometimes it just doesn't seem like the verse makes sense, and right. you know, and then they have the wor- words underlined, so it really helps out. But um, you know, yeah, so I was just wondering. What- yeah, what I would do, too, that would help you, because I know Pastor Joe teaches from the King James, doesn't he? Yes, he does, yes. To get a concordance in Strong's, I got one sitting right here on my desk um, of uh, of the King James Version, and it's uh, a Strong's concordance um, that is, you know, about four inches thick, and I, I use it a lot uh, to look up words, and that is what will really help you. Uh, to understand different words and stuff, so you can do that, and you won't go wrong with getting a Strong's Concordance. And um, and mine, actually, the one I have is of the King James, and uh, and it's been very very helpful. So that might be something that you might want to look into as well. Okay, yeah, I do. I do. Like I said, my Bible does have. Um, obviously, it's not the full Strong's Concordance, yeah. but it does have some of the stuff in the back. So. You but should yeah, be able no, to get, I, and probably if you go to Calvary, Philadelphia, I wouldn't be surprised they have one in their bookstore um, if they have that. So, you know, you might talk to those who run the bookstore and stuff, and I'm sure they're going to be a whole lot more helpful than I just have not been much helpful to you. I wish I could be more. Oh, no, but, that's, that's, <laughs> but that's strong no, concordance. That's okay. Yeah, we're like, yeah, we're like two hours away from him, and I did go down and, and see oh. him one time, and it, and yeah. um, you know, it is he—he he, like you said, he's just a wonderful Bible teacher. He is. He's he's wonderful. So I've learned so much from him. I almost feel like I owe him an apology because I've used so much of his materials uh, in my teaching. But um, he is a wonderful teaching teacher. And you know what? He's just he—he um, he doesn't know me. I went with him to Israel once many many years ago, and um, but I just have enjoyed his teaching, and it's been a tremendous blessing. So you guys are, are blessed there in uh, Pennsylvania and in Philadelphia. Right, I agree with you. Yep. I, yeah, I heard him on the on the uh, radio station, and um, and so now I, I, you know, been trying to walk through the Bible listening to him, but, you know, it's, yeah. sometimes it's hard to find the time. But, yeah, I've yeah. learned so much. He, he certainly has opened the Bible up to me. Yeah, As absolutely. do all of the Calvary Chapel pastors, you know, that are on the radio and stuff. I mean, you know, the yeah, amount of, um, yes, yes, it is, it is wonderful that you walk through the Bible verse by verse. It is just amazing. It's, that's the way to know the Word. Go through it chapter by chapter and verse by verse. So, hey, look at that strong concordance, you know, and, um, you know, I think even if you uh, were to call it, uh, a Christian bookstore, or even the bookstore down in Philadelphia, they could probably give you some good, good advice. Okay. All right. Well, thank you very much for your help. I really appreciate the show and appreciate you your Pam. help. All Thanks right. for calling in. God uh-huh, bless thank you. you. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Good night. Bye now. Always love. Bye bye. Always love hearing uh, those on the East Coast. So uh, again, welcome all of you on the East Coast that call in and. Um, and always appreciate it. Glad to be a part of your life. And uh, so give us a call, 303-690-3000. Got a couple open lines. We've still got some time in the show left. So we're going to go to Christopher, who's calling from Colorado Springs. 
Hi, Christopher. Christopher, are you there? Okay, I don't know if Christopher dropped, but hey, Christopher, if you're listening, um, just kind of on a teleprompt what I got um, that uh, you're asking about bitterness and uh, and how to go about it biblically. Um, and so I just want to, I'm not sure exactly what it is that you're looking for, but I think it's important to address it, to give it to the Lord. You know, Hebrews says, don't, don't let a root of bitterness um, spring up, and we can become bitter. And it's a result of being angry or unforgiving. And so, you know, the, the root of it may be um, if you're um, angry about something, if you're um, disappointed that something didn't work out the way that it should have, um, if it's because of, um, you know, uh, unforgiveness, whatever, there's different things that can bring bitterness. But here's the thing, um, that um, I do want to encourage you to go to the Lord and ask the Lord to help you with that bitterness because anger, bitterness, what can happen is is that it can end up growing and it begins to take root in your heart and it can be like cancer um, and it can really begin to affect your spiritual walk. You want to give that bitterness to the Lord. Uh, you don't want to be angry. Um, in Ephesians, uh, Paul writes, be angry, but don't sin. Don't let the sun go down on your uh, wrath. Um, you don't want to go to bed angry every single night, but to give that situation to the Lord. Ask for help. Um, if there's unforgiveness, that's one of the reasons why Jesus said that we are to forgive. We have the imperative to forgive in Scripture because if we don't, we can become bitter. And forgiveness can be one of the hardest things that God has called us to do because we've been hurt. You know, we've been treated unjustly, unfairly, whatever the case may be. And uh, we need to go to the Lord and ask, Lord, help me to forgive. Um, it doesn't mean that um, you're saying that they didn't do anything wrong or uh, condoning what they did or uh, that even relationships end up being restored, but you are making the choice that I am going to forgive so I don't become bitter and that that situation or that person doesn't have control over me. And uh, so whatever it may be, and again, without talking with you, Christopher, um, maybe it's because you're just wondering what's going on and things haven't worked out in my life the way that I thought in your bitter. Give it to the Lord. He loves you. He, he wants to take the bitterness away from you and to fill your heart as you walk in the Spirit with gentleness and joy and peace. And, um, and that's the work of the Spirit. But I would encourage you to do that. Uh, have people pray for you. Um, and give it to the Lord because that bitterness will grow and grow and take root in your heart and really begin to affect negatively your spiritual walk. So I just want to pass that along. Um, 303-690-3000, uh, we're getting towards the, the end of the show, and um, I, I wanted to take time. Here at Calvary Greeley, we are the collection place for Operation Christmas Child, and I know that many of you are involved with Operation Christmas Child in your church and uh, in the different areas um, that uh, this week is Collection Week. It's a big week for that. We here at Greeley, we've been collecting shoe boxes uh, for 
um, about 16 years for all of Greeley and for Weld County. And so um, we have started that process today. So if you're in the Weld County or Greeley area, you can bring it by Calvary Chapel Greeley. And again, you can go to our website, calvarychapelgreeley.org, O-R-G, and there are the times that you can bring those shoeboxes for collection week. Tomorrow, we are going to be uh, taking shoeboxes, collecting them from 9 to 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and then tomorrow evening from 5 to 8 o'clock. For those who of you that work, uh, you know, uh, all day long and you can't make it during the day, that may be a good time for you to be able to bring it in the evening. We'll be here. We'll help you unload. I know that there's one church in northern Colorado that is bringing about 400 shoeboxes, but uh, bring it by, and we'll help you get it unloaded. But uh, it's just a wonderful ministry, and I want to encourage you um, that you uh, just uh, bring those by this week. Get on our website for Collection Week of Operation Christmas Child. What a blessing for us to be a part of this ministry and collecting shoeboxes, to be ready to go down to Denver to the distribution center. We collect thousands of shoeboxes that have been prepared by loving hands all throughout northern Colorado. So just wanted to pass that along. I do want to go before we end the show to um, to Chelsea in Greeley. Chelsea? Hi, Pastor Jeff. You're on Calvary uh, Live. Hi. <laughs> you know me. Um, you've actually baptized yeah. me. I'm from your church. Um, I haven't been in a really long time. Um, I, it's amazing that I actually just turned the radio on and heard you on there. Um, I've just been struggling with... Uh, I'm actually pregnant, and mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm sorry. I'm having... Um, it's been a really taking its toll on me, like making me really emotional and... I just feel like I'm being a bad person because I have all these emotions because I'm pregnant and I don't, mm-hmm. and like, I, I feel like my marriage is falling apart and I just have I'm a lot so of sorry. stuff going I'm on so and sorry, I just, Chelsea. I need prayer. <laughs> yeah. And I got prayer. And can I say something to you, Chelsea? Yeah. Come home. <laughs> Come home. Don't, don't feel away. Be in a place where you can be ministered to. Okay. Yeah, and, I, and I, we'll we'll serve you and minister to you in a way where you feel safe and where you can just hear the word of God and get the support that you need. But don't stay away, okay? Mm-hmm. And anything that we can do to help you, but I'm you started by calling, and I want to pray with you right now, okay? Okay. Mm-hmm. And I want you to know the second thing that the Lord loves you, that He loves you. And he's with you, and he loves that baby that's inside of you, and he wants to work in your life. Okay, don't ever think that he doesn't love you. And and he desires for you to draw close to him, to be in a place where you're being encouraged and blessed and growing in the things of the Lord and the word of the Lord. And so I hope you can trust us in doing that. All right? Yes. I just have to get, it's that, I don't know why I I just feel like, I'm being, and it's not, not, you have been a great pastor. I just feel up, like judged a lot. And that's my own problem. You know what I mean? I know it's not everybody mm-hmm. else. So I have to get over that too. Yeah. You know what? The Lord loves you. And I want you to remember this, that he took the judgment for you on that cross. Amen. So, Father, I, I pray for Chelsea. And I just pray that, that Lord, if she's going through struggle right now, 
I just pray, first of all, with her pregnancy, that that baby inside of her would grow to be healthy. That, Lord, that you know that baby, you wonderfully are making that baby and fashioning that baby. And that Chelsea would know that you love her. And that, Lord, that you would just bring your comfort to her. And that there's nothing that will separate her from your love. And, Lord, that she can be in a place, whether it's here at Calvary Greeley or somewhere, where she can be with believers that will support her and minister to her and build her up, where she can learn the Word of God. And, Lord, I just pray that you strengthen her marriage and all the things that she's going through, that, Lord, that you would just help her and that you would minister your comfort and love and strength to her in every way. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. All right, Chelsea. Okay. My prayers that I see you soon. Okay. Me too. Okay. Thank you. You bet. Mm-hmm. You have a good evening. You too. Mm-hmm. Bye bye. All right. We're getting to the end of the show. Um, sorry we haven't gotten to everyone. Um, I do want to let you know that on Wednesday night, that we just started the book of Jeremiah. And what a wonderful, wonderful study it is. Seven o'clock. We got a place for all the kids for nursery and for children's ministry and middle schoolers and high schoolers. And then on Sunday, we're going to start Second Timothy. We just finished First Timothy. Three Sunday morning services, eight, nine, thirty, eleven. I love Second Timothy because of the last words of Paul the Apostle in the New Testament. Come out and join us for that. Uh, In the meantime, again, Collection Week for OCC, for you in the Greeley area. Check out our collection hours, and we're looking forward to seeing you if you have those shoeboxes. Hey, God bless you. Thank you, everybody, for calling in. Looking forward to talking with you tomorrow. I'll be back on the air. God bless you. Have a good evening. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.